Influence is one of the most important aspects of becoming successful. We created this podcast as a digestible guide to help you become the best version of yourself by focusing on just four words, mind, body, money, business. Let's get started. Welcome to the Forward Influence Podcast, the show empowering you with the tools to have influence in all aspects of your life. I'm your host, Sam Duckett, with my co-host, Logan Maitland-Smith, and we're ready to get started today on what? We're talking about tactical empathy today, Logan. Okay, cool. I'm ready for it. Let's do it. So, so we're talking about tactical empathy. This is a concept in... Uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And, uh, it, and today we're going to, first, we're going to tell you what it is, what tactical empathy is and how we can use it in our own lives. And then we're going to tell you some tips and some ways you can actually implement it and some tactics. And then we're going to give you a couple benefits and we're going to get this thing wrapped up. So Logan, what do you think about that? You ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. I just know tactics are my favorite part, actually implementing this into your life because, you know, what is it? It's just dead weight if you're just listening, not implementing. So, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, dude, I'm ready. Let's go. Um, we got some, first we got off, some great you know, stuff to today as well. We got some great tactics and uh, I really like the concepts we have out of this we've pulled to talk about today. Yeah, same, same. So what is tactical empathy to you, Sam? Well, People know, a lot of people know the word empathy. Empathy is when you are uh, able to understand somebody's point of view, kind of step in their shoes. But tactical empathy is when you kind of do it in a way where you tactically gain the person's trust or start to build a relationship with that person. And the reason we call it tactical empathy is because we use tactics to actually do it. Does yeah. that make sense? No, I like that. And yeah, of course that makes sense. I agree with you. And I just, I, I want to do this because a lot of people don't know what tactics are. Um, so tactics or tactical is relating to or constituting actions carefully planned to gain a specific end. And here it says military end, but this is not military here. This is just a, you know, tactical end here. So I know a lot of people get that definition mixed up. So I just want to throw that in there. Um, but yeah, tactical empathy is something I use every day and if you understand just the concept it helps you understand the framework of how to go about conversations and why some people are better like they better get along with certain people mm -hmm. you know totally agree. you ever like been with someone that just does not know how to get along with people you ever, you ever meet someone like that or someone that's in their own world almost they never can see anything outside of their own little bubble and that's exactly. But that's what that really is. why they can't get along with anyone else because they live in their own world. Exactly, literally. Because really, in this reality, there's multiple realities. Everyone lives in their own world, really, and it's kind of how you can relate to that world that they're living in. Exactly, and that's how you gain someone's trust or start to build a relationship with someone is you understand or show that you understand a part of their world. Everybody wants you to come into their world. No one not a lot of people actually try to go out and go into other people's world. That's why this works so well, because if you can go into somebody else's world, actually understand what they're feeling and show them that you do, they will break down their barriers really quickly and they'll trust you and they'll want to be your friend, want to build a relationship with you. Yeah, no, that's exactly why you do this. I mean, if 
I don't think there's been many people that work with people out there that they don't like, unless they're forced to like in the business field, if you don't like somebody and they can't really get along with you and like your reality, they're not going to want to work with you. Like, how are you going to get them on a deal when the main person you're be dealing with is someone they don't like? So understanding that world, taking it away and also learning how to communicate that back to someone else. So they understand that you do understand the reality is important as well, because you might understand it, but you're not, you might not come off as, Hey, I understand you. You know, this is a good relationship. For sure. And I love that you bring up the point about people you don't like, because this is a great tool to get along with people you don't like. Yeah. You might be like saying under their breath, Oh, that person sucks. You know what I mean? Oh, fuck them. You know, but, uh, but, but if they, if you use this on them and they feel the empathy from you, they will begin to like you. And so it's a way easier relationship when, uh, when they actually like you and you don't like them, you know, rather than both of you hating each other. So I'll give you a real world example. I was actually on a trip to Ohio just this weekend. We went to Cedar Point to go ride roller coasters, roller coaster capital of the world. Oh my God, we had so much fun, dude. Uh, I'm a sucker for roller coasters. Uh-huh. And I hadn't been on one in like four I'm years. Jealous. And I finally got to go. Oh, dude, it was sick. But so I went with one of the members at the cliffs that I, this is a place I work at. And uh, her name is, uh, her name is Chantel Eggleton. And we were at a restaurant and it was me, my girlfriend, a buddy of mine named Bryson and Chantel. And we were at a restaurant at this tequila bar, getting a couple margaritas and they were slammed. They were packed and they were taking forever to come to our table. And, and we were all getting a little annoyed. And so the waitresses came out to the porch and they were bussing the only open table in the restaurant. And, uh, and we had just gotten our first round of drinks after waiting for like 20 minutes. And the, we could overhear them saying, oh, my God, of course, we're slammed. It happens all at once, blah, blah, blah. And I was, you know what I mean? We were all sitting there a little simmered because we were having to wait so long. But Chantel, she yells at the waitresses and she goes, ladies, we appreciate you. No, she goes, ladies, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And they, they the look on their faces just changed immediately. And they were, they had got the positivity. They felt the positivity from her and they immediately got our food order. They got our food out super quick. Like it was awesome after that. They gave us awesome service and they got a boost of mood. You know what I mean? They were down in the dumps and she literally rose their spirits in the middle of the day's work all by using this concept, tactical empathy. Yeah. But what's so insane is most people don't even stop to think about these kinds of situations. And that's, what you start thinking about when you understand tactical empathy is how to approach a situation to get the outcome that you want, which is usually a more positive outcome, right? For both parties, they're happy, mm-hmm. you're happy. So literally just a simple wave, like in a car to someone can make somebody's day. A little bit of positivity goes a long way. No, you don't even realize it, but that I just love how you bring that story up because that's so awesome, so powerful, but it's so subtle. No one would even realize it. And how easy was it for her to do it? It was two sentences. All she did was smile and say two sentences. And it got us yeah. a completely different result than what we would have gotten before. And it helped them. It was a win-win situation. You know what I mean? It was just passing yeah. on positive. No, of course. Now that's just getting, you know, better service. Now imagine if you build this in business relationships or contracts that you have or coworkers, people you got to deal with every day. And it's just a little piece, like a place, not kissing ass, not anything like that, but really just a tactically placed positive remark or tactic, which I really think we, we should get into 
how we exactly. do that, like the, real, and, the and, tactics we use, because I know both of us understand these tactics very well. For sure. So let's give an overarching definition before we move on of tactical empathy. So tactical empathy is empathizing with your party in a strategic way to create an outcome that we want, mm. of course. And that's a variety of outcomes, build relationships, build trust, make a deal, get better service, all kinds of stuff. And so now let's go into tactics about how to do this. Logan, I'll let you start it off with our first one. Okay. Yeah. Well, the first one I want to start off with, which is, I think, the most important one, which is also one of the hardest ones to get, is active listening. Now, like, like I told you, you know, I run sales teams, and this is the hardest problem to break with, you know, greenhorns, people that, you know, come in and are a little bit new. They're trying to, they're too focused on their intention of getting what they want. And they're not figuring out to give the other person what they want to be able to get what they want. And the way to do that is by actually listening to the other person to find out what they want or find out how they're feeling or find out how the situation is affecting them. So you can better suit their needs, which will make them feel better. And in the end run, get you what you want. Of course. And, and a lot of people, then this is a problem I had at, when I first started getting into all this is you would sit there in a conversation, especially a serious conversation where you're talking about business or sales or anything like that. And you're thinking about what you're going to say next. You're, plan, you're charting your path. You're framing the argument. You know what I mean? And you're doing it in your head while they're talking. So you're not intaking anything they say. And then as soon as they stop talking, you go into your point and you start putting your point of view onto them. Now that, I mean, you need to do that. You need to think of your logical explanation. You need to figure that out in a negotiation or in a sale or in an argument. Or yeah. Of course, you have to do that. But the thing is, you want to let them do it first. Because once they play all the cards, they frame you, they show you their argument, you empathize with them. You say, I see what you're saying. Now, don't get me wrong. This doesn't mean I agree with what you're saying. This is not tactical sympathizing. This is empathizing. It's not saying I see with what you're saying. <laughs> yes. It's I, under I understand your point and I can see that. Now, let's shift. And that's how you do it. You build the trust. You build a relationship. You build rapport using tactical empathy, and then you shift their focus to your frame that you've come up with. You know what I mean? But you can't be thinking about what you're talking. You have to be, you have, you can't, I said that wrong. You can't be thinking about what you're going to say. You have to listen to them talking. And, and a great way to do it is the way of the wolf. Jordan Belfort always says, it's those little grunts, those oohs, those ahs that shake the head uh -huh. nod, the eye contact, the mm-hmm, the mm, the we can go into that very deeply, you know, the different of types course. of languages, right? The actual language, body language, tonality, all of that comes into account in conversing. Yeah. But right now, the first step to even creating understanding is actually understanding what you're being told. And I'm not talking about understanding the words that are being delivered to you. I'm talking about the entire message, how they actually feel about it. You will hear it in their voice. You don't, have to what's going through pretend, their head. you don't have to pretend to know when somebody is sad or when somebody is happy, you know that already. And that is mm -hmm. ammo for you to really help you understand and deliver your message properly to that way that they're feeling. Of course, yeah. So I, totally I think that's really important. You know, the active listening is the most crucial part. So again, I, I wanna go through how you can actively listen. You, you mind if I do that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so actively listening is really paying attention to everything else. You're gonna get better at this the further you go, but you might not even realize this, Sam, but I think you're, you're really good at this. 
is understanding the words, understanding the content, which is part of the message, but also hearing the tonality, the way they say it, how they say it, as well as the body language that comes on with it, the, mm-hmm. the facial expressions, the shoulder shrugs, the if they look away or not. All of that goes into perceiving their message. And if you just embody what they're feeling and just pay attention to them, you will know how to deliver that. Better. Like just subconsciously, we do this all day, every day. We just don't even pay attention to it. For sure. So like, can I, I want to give an example here, Sam. Like, yeah, please do. If I, if I talk to you like this, like Sam. Yeah. What do you, what kind of vibe? I, I'm going to think you're frustrated, angry, something's wrong. But that, that was one word and you got that message. Of course, tonality is important. I love that. Anyway, that's the point that I wanted to make. No, I, I totally agree with you. And to add on to that, another little that that is the body of active listening, what he just what he just talked about. But the the little the sides, the side items of the main dish, it's the head nods, it's the eye contact, it's the ooze, the eyes. Mm. Give them feedback that you're listening. Don't just sit there and stare at them and listen to them. Let them know you're listening. That's part of it because that's how it's tactical. You have to gain intel while also putting out a product. And that leads us into our next tactic that you can do is, which is a great one to go off of this is mirroring to mirroring. and, And so mirroring is literally mirroring somebody. So right now, Logan is sitting a little bit to the left, his arms are down and now I'm mirroring his position. It, it builds rapport. It, it not just, and when you're in a face-to-face interaction or on a Zoom call, you really want to mirror with the body language, with the tonality. If they're really up in, it, up in the air, high energy, you want to be up in the air, higher energy. You want to match that. So once you match it, you can then take it down. You can mirror and then project. And so- yeah, I have a good example for this, Sam. The one last thing I wanted to add was mirroring is also on a phone call, on a sales call, on a a negotiation, on any kind of non-face-to-face interaction. You can literally mirror what somebody says. So like I said, an example of this would be if Logan says, yeah, I was was sad today. It was raining all day. And then I mirror back. It was raining all day. When, when you mirror something that the, you want to mirror the, the last three or the most important three words of the sentence that was just said. So I was sad. It was raining today. It was raining today. Yeah, it was raining today. It was pouring rain from like 12 to five and I had to work inside all day. And so it gets them to elaborate on the topic they're talking about. It builds rapport, letting them know you're listening, part of active listening, as well as it gets you more intel on what they have, what, how they feel on what they want on what their underlying motives are. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect because once you break the barriers, which is the rapport, the affinity building, the trust that you're, you know, building with this person, the walls come down. Like I have, I've had people literally tell me their entire life story of what's going on and their deepest problems, just from being able to mimic. That's really what it is. Mirroring is almost mimicking. And if you see in social interactions, when you see people are having a good time, you'll start seeing like you start taking you pick up the cup at the same time and uh, drink at the same time as them or you cross your feet at the same time. It's kind of subconscious because that is a subconscious message to each other that, hey, we're vibing or, hey, we're building a relationship or we're building rapport, we're building affinity. Just like dogs subconsciously kind of like do the, the little sneeze thing when they're playing with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. They automatically do it like they're playing. It's a 
Yeah. So it's literally just subconscious stuff that you can start doing consciously to tactically get a better advantage, not even advantage, just a better hold on a friendship, on a relationship, a love relationship, anything you want to do. Mirroring is like, I think the basis of it. I do it all the time on sales calls. They're hunched over. You know, I hunch over and just do that because it makes me seem also a little bit, you know, conceited, you know, shut. And I understand that because since I'm more like that visually, audibly and language wise, they feel like I understand them, which means they can open up to me because I'm the same person as them. And they don't even do it consciously. A lot of it is subconscious. You subconsciously breed body language. You subconsciously feel that. And it's just mm. something that that's that something about them. You ever heard that term? It's just something about them. That's that something about them. They feel they feel trustworthy of you. They feel safe with you. They uh, they break down the barriers. You know what I mean? And they want to build a relationship with you and they want to give you trust. You've earned it. Yeah, no, I like that. Um it's so powerful and I don't even realize I do it anymore. And once you realize it, it's going to be really crazy. And you're going to start looking at every situation differently. But, but there is a caveat. Mirroring is one of the more difficult strategies because it's a little weird. You know what I mean? To say the last three words, you will feel awkward when you do it for the first couple of times, because you'll be like, why would somebody say that? But mm. they won't yeah. realize it. You, I promise they will not realize it. Well, if you Don't act like it, I think the it. secret sauce here, Sam, which I want to lay, lay a little secret sauce, a little A1 on here, is if you really embody this and you legitimately care about somebody and you legitimately are listening and you want to continue going on, you will automatically do what you need to do. You will automatically mirror in the way you want. You will automatically actively listen and give the, mm, okay, and look intrigued because you legitimately feel that way. So the best way to do all this is just legitimately feel the way you need to feel in that situation and go with it. I think that, so that's the secret sauce a lot of people miss. They're trying to synthesize every emotion and every body language. No, take just a chill pill, go at it and try one thing at a time. Like you said, it might feel awkward, but don't say it awkward. Just say it like normal and they'll take it as normal. But that's the best tip. One at a time. Try the active listening. Try the oohs and ahs. And then once you get that down and start doing that naturally... Then try the mirroring. Then try to try to do the three word mirror, the body language mirror. It's a lot easier when you go one at a time because your body will naturally gain an affinity for it and you'll do it naturally. And that leads us into our last tactic. This one. So once you get so once you gather all the info, once you gather all the intel with your active listening and your mirroring and you build a level of trust. Now we want to put the icing on the cake and blow through the defensive gates. So, Logan, how are we going to do that? Is this the labeling? Is this labeling? Labeling. I love labeling. So labeling, I actually just taught someone this the other day and it changed the way they thought about sales completely. So what labeling is, is kind of what Sam said earlier, is labeling exactly how they're feeling or the message that they got across to you. So I think the best way I can describe this, Sam, is kind of just doing an example. Please so. Do. A normal thing you do is, you know, ask questions. So like, let's just say like in the fitness field, for example, Hey, you know, what motivated you to start working out? Right. And they tell you, well, you know, I just didn't really look like, like the way I felt about myself. And when I looked in the mirror, I just didn't see me and I've been getting depressed and all this kind of stuff. And they're just elaborating and talking, right. An effective label makes that more of a concise message 
so they understand that you understand them. So what I would say to that is like, oh, okay. So if I'm hearing this correctly, the reason why you're motivated to start working out is because you're not happy with your current image and it's affecting your emotions and it's affecting the way you think about yourself. Did I get that right? And they're most likely with the situation I gave you, they'd be like, yeah, that's exactly right. And most of the time people are going to feel like you understand them more than they understand themselves, which kind of puts you at automatically in an authority position as well as just like mm-hmm. having that affinity built and the walls that they have that they don't want to tell you anything start dropping slowly. Totally. So that's and my most effective like example right there. What, what do you think, Sam? Like, I totally agree. It's like the it's like the end of the tactical empathy process. This is always the beginning of a relationship, the beginning of a deal, the beginning of a conversation, the beginning of a sale. You gather all your intel using your active listening and your mirroring and your label is the summary of your tactical empathy it is the it is the summary of hey this is how you feel great a great that's your clear communication yeah exactly and the a great format for this is it sounds like it seems like those are those are some great ways to do this so let's go back to the example with the with logan in the rain so let's say logan says i'm feeling a little down because it's raining outside i didn't get to go and work outside from 12 to 5 And I would say it seems like you're bummed because you didn't get to be outdoors or it's it seems like you're sad about the rain. You know what I mean? Putting it. That's a very generic, simple example. But those are it's it seems like and it sounds like are the words you want to use. You never want to assume you never want to tell them how they feel. That's a big no. no. You don't want to tell them how they feel because then it seems like you're overbearing and demeaning. You want to ask them how they feel with the label so a question form is always how you do it logan said does that sound about right it's always in the question form you ask them how you feel because then if they really don't feel that way and you got it wrong you can bow out you can say oh i just thought that it sounded like that you know what i mean it's not you didn't make any assumptions you didn't make any statements that may think they're that you're judging them you know what i mean you have a scapegoat if you put it in the form of a question that that also comes in a, like a uh, open way and it kind of leads into like the next part of labeling is there's tactical ways to label you can correctly label or you can mishap the label on purpose because i'm going to go into this real quick is if you do mislabel it and then you ask a question since it is in the question format and they're not assuming that you're thinking they're that way you're just trying to get a better grip on their feelings or their understanding of reality you can go in and purposely mislabel them to help them elaborate because when you mislabel a situation you're never going to be like no that's not right and just not talk about it like no it's more like this so if i told her hey so it sounds like you, you don't like the way you look no it's not that it's actually i just you know i just don't have energy like i like the way i look i just don't have energy right i i allowed her to elaborate further on her you know situation to help me understand by mishapping that on purpose. And then that just you gives ever do us that, more, Sam? That, just, that just gives us more intel to then frame them for our argument or sell them on our product or negotiate better terms for us or help a friend out with some good advice. You know what I mean? This is not exactly. all for Yeah, business. that's what I'm saying. Do you ever this do that? Yes, I, I do it all the time. And and sometimes you do it on accident. Sometimes it you really got it wrong. And that's okay because it'll bring out a better response. Because even if you get it wrong, you're trying. 
And that's what they see. They see you trying to build the relationship, you trying to understand how they feel, which per- builds so, so much trust between two people. That's a bar right there. Yeah. They see that you're actually attempting to understand them, which is why they are pleased with it, regardless if you're wrong. Exactly. That's why you can't go I wrong. love that. And again, no, you can't this, go this one's important. You have to do it in the form of a question. It sounds like, it seems like, those are the those are the best ones to use. You know what I mean? Really easy, cut and dry, and and that's that's the question format is super crucial for this to for it to work effectively, and also to get a response out of them. Because if you just leave it open ended, sometimes they're just like waiting for you to continue talking, and they don't answer back because you didn't give a clear line of getting the ball back. You know, a clear line of them actually answering you. Totally keeps so, it going smoother. I agree. So, so why do we care about all of this? What, what does this do for us? Well, I think the first thing it actually does for us, Sam, is helps us build relationships and make friends. Because if you can't build relationships and make friends, you're, you're not really going to get anything done in life because you're not going to make friends. You're not going to get other people to help you out do things. And things just aren't going to happen for you because not too stubborn. I think that's a bad word, but you're, you're not aware of being able to get along with people and, it's and being able to into, get things done. And it almost goes into selfishness. If you never want to see anybody else's point of view, if you never want to try to understand anybody, you're selfish. You're very selfish. And no one wants, and you don't want to be selfish. You don't want to be a selfish person. You know what I mean? Even if you are, you don't want to seem like that to others. And, mm-hmm. and it also, and it also helps us build influence. You know what I mean? This is, this helps people trust us because we trust them. We, we try to, to understand where they're coming from. It builds trust. It lowers the defenses and it'll help us influence those people. Cause imagine once you build all that rapport, you lower those defenses, whatever comes next has so much more power because it's coming from a friend, not uh, an adversary or a stranger. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that. Um, the next part that I think it really helps out, I just had to think there for a second, was lower people's defenses and create trust, which kind of goes into building relationships and making friends because that kind of comes with it. As you build friendship, people start trusting you naturally. Um, so I just think that's a really good point I want to add on to there. I totally agree. And so to wrap things up, tactical empathy, it's its the end all be all when it comes to getting people to trust you and build relationships. It's how we understand other people this is us trying to understand other people and see their side of view to gain their trust and lower the defenses and how are we going to do that first we're going to actually listen to them and then we're going to mirror them to gain trust and then we're going to label their feelings to put the cap to put the bow on it and then we're going to go into whatever we're going to label it exactly and this will just help us build influence in all aspects of our life, build trust with others, build relationships, lower defenses, get what we want, get uh, achieve our goals in relationships and with other people and just create the influence that we're striving for on this podcast. I think that about wraps up our uh, podcast for the day. Um, I just want to thank you guys for watching uh, and listening to us on here. Um, thank you for listening to the Ford Influence Podcast. If you guys haven't already, go ahead and follow and subscribe to our podcast. If you haven't been over there already, go ahead, check out our YouTube channel, social medias too, but follow us on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe over there. And that's about it. Peace out, guys. See you.